0: Recalling Newsom, a journey of signatures, extensions, certifications, and possible elections. Joshua Spivak walks us through California's attempt to recall its 40th governor. I'm Lawrence Cletty, and this is Legal Talk Today. Welcome back, listeners. It's terrific being here with you, and thank you so much for tuning in. As you heard in the intro, we've got an interesting show for you. But first, we need to thank our sponsor for their generous support, Noda. Noda is powered by m Bank because you went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. Take advantage of Noda, a no-cost iota management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds, down to the penny. Visit TrustNota.com forward slash legal to learn more. And that's notice spelled N-O-T-A. Terms and conditions may apply. All right. Let's say hello to our guest, Joshua Spivak. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us. You know, and this uh, this recall effort with Governor Newsom here in California is something we've been keeping our eye on. But before we get into our discussion about how all of that works, you know, I want to talk about your bona fides here. So you're the senior fellow at the Hugh L. Carey Institute for Government Reform at Wagner College, and you're also the founder of the Recall Elections blog. So, you know, tell us briefly about your work and where your work has been featured.
1: Well, I've been following recalls since I wrote a master's thesis on it over 20 years ago, and then I went to law school. I was still interested in the subject, and about 10 years ago, I started the blog covering every recall in the country. So far, it's been over 1,000 that went – almost 1,000 that went to a vote, and – number of others that failed, many, many others that failed, and a number that resulted in resignations. I've written op-eds pretty much all over the country and world, uh, 38 different states and five different continents.
0: So is it fair to call you the uh, recall specialist? I guess so. <laughs> all right all right well you know California not not new to uh, recall efforts. you know I'm a recent transplant to the state and uh, you know this is something kind of new to me but uh, you know this has happened before uh, especially with the uh, the governor's uh, recall and so you know this happened relatively recently and just to kind of open things up to give a little perspective for people that are a little new to the subject here you know tell us about just real briefly give us the flyby the last governor's recall.
1: Okay, so there have been only three recalls of governors in U.S. history, and only one of them in California in 2003 against Gray Davis, a Democrat, and he was kicked out. That recall was focused on the electrical blackouts that occurred in the state, but it involved a lot of other circus-like events, including the election of Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: You know, and likewise, you know, I think there's some factors here. Obviously, the coronavirus, and 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 I've been reading how uh, some people out there are not happy with the way Governor Newsom has engaged in that whole process trying to mitigate uh, the dangers of COVID nineteen. But you know, are there official reasons that voters have to check in order to recall their governor? Or is it just a simple matter of dissatisfaction?
1: No, it it is just a simple matter. It is what's called the political recall law. So some states that have recall laws have what I call a malfeasance law, where you do need to have a statutorily required reason. And in those states, there are very few recalls and none of the governors and almost none of state legislators. The other states that we think of with recalls, California, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, Colorado, they have these recall laws that allow for a recall for any reason whatsoever. Basically, that's a political recall law, and that's what we have here. So there's no, no violation, no malfeasance, no criminal action that occurred. Just they
0: didn't like Gavin Newsom. Gotcha, gotcha. So so no scandals uh, need need apply here. So no. Okay. Well, that, as I understand it, there were a few groups driving this recall effort. Now they've consolidated down into one. Now, what is that uh, recall organization called now?
1: Well, it's called Rescue California, though the Newsom recall, this current one, is the sixth attempt to recall him since 2000 since his election in 2018. Actually, after the 2018 elections where the Democrats did very well, there were a whole number of recalls against Democratic governors, or recall attempts. None of them got anywhere, none of them got to the ballot. But they were not focused on a particular issue, and many of the ones against Newsom were the same way. Now it's become this COVID, because that's in some ways that's the easiest thing to glom onto.
0: Now that that seems historically unusual. Has it ever been that many recall attempts on one governor before? Not in such a, such a short period
1: of time. But that being said, there, as I said, there were 55 different attempts over the years and people like the idea, but they're very hard to get on the ballot. You just need a lot of signatures.
0: Now, the news cycle is really like the uh, summing up all of the, the signatures. And so, you know, as the, uh, the deadline got extended to get more signatures, you know, this has become kind of a news piece that they periodically uh, tune into. But as I understand it, there's a formula involved. It's not a fixed number as far as the signatures required for recall. There's a little bit of a formula based on the numbers in an election. So can you walk us through that a little bit, you know, the percentages that are required in order to begin that recall effort?
1: Sure. So California has actually the easiest recall law in the country to get on the ballot for governor or for for a state level official. You need 12% of the total voter turnout of the last election. And you need 1% in five counties, which is- almost always going to happen if you get the 12%. In other states, you need, say, 25% of turnouts or a certain amount over the amount of registered voters, 20%, 15%, 25% in the case of New Jersey, which is a lot more than turnout. Additionally, in California, you have 160 days to collect it. In Wisconsin, which had a recall of a governor in 2012, you needed 60 days. Now, the 160 days... Seems like a lot, but normally that's not enough. What happened here is due to COVID, they gave another 120 days to collect. That really turned out to be a big impetus to the recall effort.
0: And kind of building on those uh, deadlines, I understand we have one coming up, and actually by the time this episode airs, it'll be a couple days after. So there's the uh, the date to submit signatures that that cutoff point. There's a cutoff point to verify signatures, and there's yet another cutoff point to certify those signatures. So take us through that just a little bit there. You know what are these like key dates that must be hit in order for this recall effort to move forward?
1: Okay, so on March seventeenth, they're handing in the signatures. They need a little less than 1.5 million. Usually, some of these signatures will be rejected due to issues with the signer, due to, you know, they're not in they're not voters or they're not in California. You have 30 business days for the state, the county elections and the registrar to confirm the signatures. Then there's 10 days for the state to do it. Then comes a new process that was added in 2017 where Gavin Newsom could get signature removals from from signers and try to knock the recall off that way that has actually worked in Newport Beach in 2017 in a city council election where he the the uh, city councilman got enough signatures to stop the recall those people who took their name off the ballot after that there's 10 days to check those then there is a the California state has to decide how much the recall will cost, which is another 30 days and then 10 more days. And then 60 to 80 days after that, there is the vote. So we're looking at some time in the middle of October. It could be consolidated with another election if there is a statewide election. But so far, I don't see that happening, that being applicable because there is no statewide election in 2021.
0: Now, what about this notion that uh, you know voters out there have 30 days to withdraw their signature? What date does that apply to in this whole process?
1: Well, that starts after I think April 29th, or perhaps 10 days after that. So that there's this 30 days. This was added for recall of a state senator in Orange County, uh, a guy named Josh Newsom, and it did not work. It, not only didn't it work, Newman was removed, but then he came back and he won in 2020. So it's an interesting procedure. And it is, it is applicable in other states. Nevada has it. Uh, so it, it's not a new thing. It's not a brand new idea. But that might engender some controversy once, it's, uh, once it gets into people's minds.
0: If the requisite signatures do actually turn out to be verified to the number they need, you know how do all these signatures turn into the recall election? What What's that process like?
1: Oh, so once they verify it, then they, uh, well, actually, I think it's the lieutenant governor has to schedule the recall vote. And he has 60 to 80 days from... All of those different steps, including the deciding how much this recall will cost, which will probably be somewhere to between 80 and 100 million dollars to have the election. That that's what happens. It's actually California has a very well-developed process. Other states have a lot of problems with this or other local jurisdictions, I should say. But California's is 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 a pretty rote process. So uh, I don't know that there'll be any any surprises there.
0: And speaking of uh, you know the other candidates, you know how do, how do the nominees jump in? What's what's I guess what's the process they follow for putting in a new gubernatorial candidate?
1: So the election itself is what I call a one-day two-step process. So. Gavin Newsom is facing a yes or no vote uh, which is very different than the Scott Walker recall in Wisconsin in 2012 where it was a new vote and Walker ran against a democratic candidate so you vote yes or no on Scott Walker, on Gavin Newsom and then there is if he's removed there is a whole group of replacement candidates in 2003 there was 135 and they there's not much to get on that ballot you got to pay $3500 you got to get some sign- or get some sign- signatures. It's not, not a hard process. So we may be seeing a, an enormous amount of candidates in that replacement race.
0: All right. I know you hit this already, but I just want to, uh, I want to touch on it one more time. You know, what's the deadline here? When can we expect all of this to be concluded one way or the other? It sounds like it'll
1: be sometime mid-October, though where nobody's totally sure. Uh, you know, The timeframe that I've seen is October 6th, October 28th. But I'm not clear if, if somebody's wrong on that. And maybe there's some more delays. Recalls generally uh, engender a lot of litigation. So we may be seeing that as well. And maybe that helps push it off. It doesn't sound like it, but it's
0: possible. Yeah, I don't know if it's COVID or if it's just because people are just, uh, you know, cooped up in their homes or or what have you. But it does seem like the news cycle has really been focusing on a lot of challenges to governing officials. You know, I'm thinking of several governors right now. But uh, as I understand it, there's other things going on in California, but there's some some other legal ones outside of the state, you know, in terms of recalls. And so since you're the specialist in recalls, what are some of the more interesting recall efforts out there going on right now?
1: Well, for the legal community, there are actually three district attorneys who are facing recall threats the DA of LA, the DA of San Francisco, and the DA of Sonoma County. The Sonoma County one is, is much more localized, but the LA and San Francisco ones are are quite interesting because they involve this new type of DAs uh, who were pushed by sort of the left of center community. They're progressive and they have not been as in favor of criminal actions, uh, uh, criminal prosecutions, bail. There's been a lot of issues there. So there's been a push for their recall and they were just recently elected, but we'll see what happens. There's a lot of signatures needed and it seems like it's kind of unlikely that they would get them, but that we've seen stranger things.
0: Well, Joshua, I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you liked it to her, please leave us a review in your favorite podcasting app. It's good for the show. And one more thank you to our sponsor, Nota. You can find them at Trustnota.com forward slash legal. That's Nota, spelled N-O-T-A. And lastly, but never leastly, thank you to our team, producer Molly McDonough, and our LTN audio crew for making the magic. This has been Legal Talk today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Have a great day, everybody.